0: Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Seinfeld Show. Laura, I'm unmuted. We've already started out this <laughs> really great. Uh, I, I recorded a uh, Fraser Show for Laura earlier today. And uh, for 20 seconds, I was saying brilliant stuff. And Laura d- looked at me like she couldn't hear me and said, I can't hear you. So <laughs> I don't know. But we've already started good. It's the Seinfeld Show. Laura Kessel, Craig Schaub, uh, how you guys doing today? Good. Doing well. How are you? I, I'm good. I'm good. Um, yeah. <laughs> We're talking to feel feel Yes. Feel <laughs> I'm Chris, great. Chris, we can hear
1: you now. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs>
0: I'll give my podcast answer. I'm great, guys. I mean, you caught me on this moment. I was like, well, should I really tell you? But I'm like, no, I'm great, Craig. <laughs> You're fan. Great, Today's Christmas Monday. So. Yes. It's, it's yes. not Monday. The week's almost getting over. Today is my Monday, and I I had my Monday all day. It was fun. So, All right. Well, hey, we are talking Seinfeld. It was funny. I, I felt bad about last show. We're, we're going to try to tackle this on a sequential from episode one on. Uh, we know the first episode wasn't that great. I got to tell you, though, I I was horrified. I mean, the Seinfeld Chronicles was tough, so thank goodness there was a bunch of other Seinfeld news that we could talk about. But I, I'll tell you, I mean, if I if we had to rank these episodes, I, I guess we could do that now because we're going sequentially. You know, the stakeout, which we're talking this week, wasn't that bad. I was kind of impressed. Um, But I guess we're compared to the first episode, so it's like... <laughs> One of the greatest things TV has presented of all time compared to... some
2: Kane uh, of TV after you yes, watched it. Yes, yeah, I
0: know. Um, but it was good. Um, let's start with the uh, major um, plot point of this episode. Um, you know, we meet Elaine for the first time. And I've got it kind of go through my thoughts. Because uh, as we were saying before, Laura and I were kind of... <laughs> rehearsing our hot takes. I know we weren't. We were <laughs> just talking about the episode. I, I was a little frustrated with Elaine. And Laura, who I respect very much, said, I like l- l- Elaine. So l- let's talk for these because I'm I'm trying to come to grips with how I really feel. So you know, we meet Elaine, they're at a video store. Uh they're looking for videos. Um, I don't know, do we know anything from the show at all how long that Jerry and Elaine dated?
2: They never really oh, yeah. specify.
0: No. Um, I, I I never got the idea that they, they were close to marriage or anything. No, uh, no. I, I mean, they, they slept together, from what we heard later. So I mean, it, it got physical. It must have a relationship that lasted a while. It wasn't like they did it once or twice and say, "Hey, right. enough of this." So, and, and they're still together. I. I you, you know, it's funny, and my dating history – wow, this is going on my Facebook, too. But my, my dating history hasn't been, you know, a, a work of art. But, you know, I'll tell you, when I stopped dating, it's not like I never talked to the, the people I was dating in the past. But, I don't know, hanging out would have been kind of awkward, I guess. So, you know, Jerry and Elaine are hanging out, which is fine. Uh, they went to the video store. Here's where I started to scratch my head. I'll put it this way. I mean, my discussion with Laura to begin was hey, I'm going to tear down the lane and go after a lot, but I'll, I'll temper it down. I'll just say, scratch my head. Uh, so, Elaine, you know, they're at the video store. Uh, you know, they have some back and forth, and Elaine's kind of getting frustrated because there's this dinner they're supposed to go to, and Jerry doesn't know about it. Jerry doesn't know details about Elaine. And I know if you're a better guy, you should understand what the woman in your life, if it's a friend, a relationship, your wife, or should know. But hey, Jerry's a busy guy. I'm not saying Jerry shouldn't pay attention to Elaine, but Elaine got frustrated. Um, I, I guess we'll start with Laura because Laura's going to say I'm crazy about it. How do you think? Okay, how do you think Elaine acted in relationship to ex boyfriend? They're still friendly enough for the hanging out. Do you think it was a realistic expectation that Jerry wasn't remembering what Elaine wanted him to remember? I, I guess maybe we should start it that way.
1: Am I talking? Sure,
0: yeah. Okay. Because we argued about so, this before. So we'll, we'll... They, they,
1: She brought him to this dinner.
0: She mm-hmm.
1: wants to tell him a story, and he wants to focus on someone else. Right. She has every reason to be angry, you know? I mean he's even like looking like when he tries to turn back to the up uh, to the girl you know he's she He's kind of, like, rolling his eyes as he rolls away.
0: (laughs) Well, what started to bother me, even before we got there, was, like, at the video story. It seemed like Elaine was a little bit ticked to him because, like, Elaine was telling some stories about friends that he didn't remember the friends. And I think uh, she was kind of ticked to him even before they got to there, which we we definitely need to talk about. But I think Elaine was upset that Jerry didn't remember the dinner and everything, and I'm looking at that, and I don't think Elaine's a monster, but even at the video store, I I mean, cut him some slack. I don't think Elaine should be like, oh, Jerry, I appreciate the fact you're still talking to me, but you know, as guys, we get distracted. I mean, I hate to admit this, my wife will yell at me for saying this, but I forget stuff my wife tells me, and we've been married for 20-plus years, so I... I, I don't know. Maybe it's a classic man-woman type argument. But.
1: but I will point out that Jerry did remember exactly where he met this girl. That's true. Like a couple that's seconds true. into the conversation.
0: Right. That's true.
2: <laughs> maybe maybe it's more of a an indictment of why their relationship didn't last. I mean, you know, when, when his parents asked him why he was no longer dating Elaine, kind of just said, oh, we fought a lot or whatever. Well, maybe <laughs> this is part of it where you know, he, he heard, but he didn't really listen. He just, you know, he heard words coming out, but he didn't really pay attention to what she was saying. Didn't maybe take an interest. Not that he had to know this friend's name or whatever, but maybe it's, it's, that's the kind of stuff that he didn't care about. And that's why maybe the relationship failed where not blaming it all on him, but you know, maybe it was one of those reasons why she was so upset at the video store. Like it's like, he didn't take an interest in any of her things. He just took an interest in her.
0: And I definitely want, don't want to defend Jerry, but Jerry's a quad. You know, Jerry makes mistakes. I'm a big fan of Jerry's personality. Um, here's the other thing, too. Now, I'm a Baptist preacher's kid, so obviously if you talk about being a Baptist preacher's kid, you probably say, hey, this shouldn't be good. But how well do you have to know a person? And, again, it's a joke gift, okay? I mean, even in my Baptist preacher's kid's family, you know, we had some joke gifts, but Elaine wants to buy her friend a porno and she thought that that would be a fun joke gift. <laughs> you would have to know... And again, I'm not going to sit here and go all more and say, oh, Elaine's horrible if she's going to hell or anything. I, I, I don't want really to go there with Elaine, but how well do you have to know somebody as a joke to give them a porno? And again, it was just a joke. But still, I, I found that kind of strange. You really hate
1: Elaine, don't you?
0: I think so. I mean, I, I go into this hating Jerry. I like Elaine uh, of the Big Four in terms of the characters. I, I would say George is my favorite, probably Kramer second, Elaine third, Jerry fourth. If we had to rank the top. But four. doesn't
2: but doesn't George like live his life of like sort of weaseling his way into situations, conniving his way through things, you know, cheating things, not yeah. in, a, in a in a terribly bad way, but. You know, he literally, at one point, has a bed under his desk. Really, at work. Oh, yeah. I mean, so you know, I think that it's the idea is that no one's perfect, right? And you know, I think what the way they the way they drew this character of Elaine is she was sort of one of the guys. I hate using that term, but in some ways, I think that's kind of how they envisioned her, which was another way of saying they probably. As a writing staff, did not have a lot of female writers on the staff, and they probably didn't look at it from a female's point of view very often. And that's probably why you get a scene like this, where randomly in the middle of a, of a video store, she's going to be talking, and then they have a debate about pornography and, and sort of really? like, who, who does this and whatever. And I, I think that, you know, it's probably not not her fault more than it is the people behind her that are supposed to be making her a well-rounded character kind of failing her in some way, because I'm not saying that that character isn't capable of discussing a video like that at the video store or getting it as a gag gift for her friend. But at the same time, you kind of wonder what lens was this viewed from? Cause you know, it's probably more so like Jerry Seinfeld, Larry David in a room full of probable you know male writers.
0: Well, I guess what I'm saying is, Hey, I don't want it. The content's fine. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and discuss morality of the content. I'm, I'm just saying... I, I come from a religious background. I have religious friends. I have friends that don't care about religion. That's fine. But what I'm saying is, just take away content. Take away the show or anything else. I i don't know... Like, if I bought a porno as a gag gift for whoever. My wife, my parents, a friend, a work friend. I, I'm not sure... Who would, wouldn't be horrified if I gave that? I mean, but it doesn't matter easy. if there's somebody from church or you know somebody I knew who was an atheist or something. I, I mean, I, it, and it made the show funny because again, let's remember, it's a comedy. It's supposed to make us laugh. We break it down just for kicks. But I'm looking at Lane going, man, who in my life would look at this as a gag gift? I mean, I, I'd probably lose friends, get get screamed at, and <laughs> just be tough.
2: I I think it's, you know, it's, it's her, it's not your personality to do that, but maybe it's Elaine. And I think throughout the show, and again, maybe this goes back to the male dominated writing and and viewpoint, but you know, Elaine is very much comfortable in her sexuality. You know, she has a full episode essentially of determining whether someone's sponge worthy. yeah Is it, is it beyond the realm of possibility that we would not, You know, and this kind of almost, when you think about it, it kind of sets the stage of who Elaine is, where she's a little more free, a little bit more relaxed, and a little bit, you know, like uninhibited about doing things like that. Now, whether her relationship with the friend is worthy of a gag gift like that, we won't know because they, you know, it's a sitcom; they're not going to develop some, you know, friendship over twenty years to, to be able to allow this gag gift to make even more of a payoff. It's, it's just the, the shock value of the payoff that this is the gag gift and the the shock value probably is them, you know, her and Jerry, former, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend kind of talking about the industry and and who does this stuff. And, you know, so it kind of sets the tone for who Elaine becomes. I mean, she's free, she's uninhibited, uninhibited, and just, she's a, you know, comes across like the female version of Jerry where she likes being around guys. She likes having, you know, sex with men, you know, in New York city. That's sort of, she's the mate, the female version almost of Jerry. In some way. I think Chris might've frozen. Yeah. I think he froze. What do you think, (laughs) Laura? I mean, it's, it's hard. It's hard because you don't know what the relationship status is between her and the friend, but it's not beyond the realm of possibility. If you have two personalities like that, where you would gag gift someone something funny like that. Yeah.
1: Um, I, I mean, I would, but (laughs) 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 Um, I I have to say, I was thinking about Chris and giving that, giving a, a gift like that to somebody in his life and, Having worked with them in the past, and uh, yeah, well, everybody—it's not for everybody. Yeah, Secret I mean, it's Santa times—it yeah, made me times, laugh.
2: Yeah. It's definitely one of those things where it's—it's it's a different personality for different people. Like, some people would be like offended by it, whereas maybe her friend mm-hmm. would think it's hilarious because maybe she's known Elaine for mm-hmm. X amount of years, or they went to college, or. She's a, you know, a a similar lifestyle or something of of Elaine where she likes to date around or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, to me, it kind of, you know, one thing
1: I'll I'll say about Elaine is that she's, she appears to be comfortable in basically all settings, you know? Yeah, yeah. Except for dancing. It's not like, I'm trying to think the only time she really has difficulty is like, um when she when she might be too feel too comfortable, you know, with um when you think about the episode, um I, I don't remember our names of episodes, so right. bear with me. Yeah. Like the episode where it's like the opposites, that might be the name of it actually. Yeah. With the opposite guys. And she Yeah, the bizarro world. Right? Yeah, bizarro yeah, just, Jerry and yeah. um where she takes the food out and she pushes the guy. You know, she normally pushes them all around. <laughs> yeah. And um and then um when you know she goes crazy over the English
2: patient, hating the English patient, you know, yeah, just telling yeah. your
1: friends how much it sucks,
2: and it's almost yeah. like she was she was more comfortable being uncomfortable because when yeah. she got the comfort and structure from her Bizarro friends, she couldn't handle it, and yeah. she ended up getting excommunicated within, yeah, you know, a week basically of knowing those guys. So it's kind of like she was better fit for mm-hmm. the absurdity of the world she lived in with Jerry and Kramer and George, and that's what. Yeah ultimately she always hated it or she always kind of came across as not liking the way things were but then ultimately you know that bizarro episode really kind of cemented her as she likes the craziness of it all because maybe she's part part of it too you know yeah but yeah you're right she does kind of blend in with all scenarios except for maybe for dancing but uh (laughs) she definitely seems comfortable whether it's you know being out with the guys or going to the apartment or whatever it may be, or going out and about or, you know, just doing her job or whatever. She always seems yeah. like she can just fit into any setting. And and that's pr- probably one of the good things they did with her character as opposed to maybe this this strange viewpoint because you probably didn't have a lot of female writers at that time. And, yeah. you know, they, they did allow her to be comfortable in other settings, which was good. Um, you know, here, with her character, it's kind of like you're just dropping her right into the center of the story. You, you don't get any backstory, yeah. really, aside from the fact that they've dated. You don't know what her job is. You, don't, you know where she's from, Baltimore, because the mom and dad are talking about it. But, you know, do you think that's the right play here? Because I know we talked about this last week when, you know, her character was sort of developed because there wasn't a female character of strength right. in the first episode. Do you feel like it was important for them just to drop her in right away? Or do you think they should have slowly developed a character and, and maybe not had her be an ex-girlfriend right away of Jerry?
1: Well, I mean, I think she, I think she did okay. Yeah. I think, um I mean, I think she was able to bring um, sex and sexual tension into the show in her first appearance, you know? Right. Um I think, Elaine's, I mean, I'll say my, I will say Elaine is my favorite character on the show. Um, simply, honestly, simply because she makes such a mess of, of everything, <laughs> you know, and, you know, she, you know, just, you know, everything she does, she screws it up somehow, you know. Um, and I think, I mean, her, I think, yes, you know, she made Jerry very uncomfortable and, you know. But, um, you know, she, she might even, you know, in this situation, she might've been the one who had the best manners, you know, Yeah. where, right. you know, she, you know, she expects to be treated, you know, with a little respect since she brought right. him to this place where he doesn't know anybody. Right. And, yeah. You know, He's yeah, trying to bring somebody up,
2: you know, in front of yeah. her fans. I agree. And I think this is sort of, you know, you can tell they're kind of, you can tell the creative direction is kind of, you can see where it's going to go and where it ends up where you get some of this like strange banter, but then you also get the, the the partnership that they have as friends where they can talk about their relationships outside of the one they once had, or, you know, obviously in later seasons they can poke fun at it or whatever, like the faking it episode, things like that. So um, I think this is a good groundwork for them to kind of, you know, they finally set ground rules of, you know, I'm going to talk about the, you know, I you know she met the guy from Wall Street that happened to be good looking and funny. Mm-hmm. And it kind of rubbed him the wrong way because I don't think Jerry cared if the guy was better looking, made more money. He was only upset that the guy was funny as well. Yeah. And, you know, he thought she was kind of sticking it in the side there and twisting a little yeah. bit. So I can see from that perspective maybe why, you know, why she might have, why it was sort of a weird Relationship, I, I always kind of wonder, like, how long did they date? Because I would think that if they were in like a long-term relationship, they I looked that, that they up. would be that great of friends. I looked that up, okay. And
1: now I found it on Wikipedia, so okay. where, you know it can be trusted so much, <laughs> right? Right. It says according to the episode called um "The Truth." Um. It said that they dated for three years.
2: Okay.
1: They started dating in 1986, which was shortly after Jerry moved into his apartment and Elaine first moved to New York and dated for three years until um, 1990, indicating they started in late 86, broke up in early 90.
2: But does that... Is, is the logic poked a little bit? Because in the first episode, which aired in 89, Jerry was mm-hmm. single and looking to to hook up with the uh, college professor that was coming into town. So yeah, the stories, I mean, obviously, yeah. it's think- a sitcom, so things can yeah. change. But the stories don't mesh, but not that that can't be true. It just, you know, yeah, sitcom it's can like, sometimes be weird.
1: Yeah, it's kind of like MASH, which was around for, you know, right. 20 years or whatever <laughs> it felt that way yeah. Um, in the first couple episodes, Hawkeye has a sister, you know, and suddenly right. later on, he's an only child. So, you know, it might be, you know, I think they just had, I mean, cause she didn't
2: even exist in that. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah. I mean, it, it makes complete sense. I mean, sitcoms often, you know, fudge the truth or, you know, you kind of get a little, hair pulling out moments when you see them do things, you know, like having a sister that no longer exists then or whatever. And, you yeah. know, you wonder why, you know, the timelines don't always match up. Like, don't they remember this stuff? But then you've got different writers and yeah. you know people like that, that come into the series here and here and there and change yeah. things up or, you know, decide to a plot vehicle needs to be explored and they have to, you know, do what they need to do to make it work. Right. Um, so that makes sense. I mean, I can I can kind of foresee them having one of those classic casual relationships where, yeah, they dated, they were intimate, but maybe they weren't necessarily like serious, like marriage serious ever. And it right. was just like, hey, we're New Yorkers. We're going to date for a few you know years, but it's probably never going to go anywhere because we've got bigger and better things, careers to, th- to worry about and things like that in New York. Mm hmm.
1: You know because you think back another episode that seems unlikely you know if they dated for three years um when do you remember the episode where jerry jerry and george were waiting for elaine with her dad when she was when they were terrified of the dad yeah you know and it was the first time both of them met him you know so, I mean, if you dated for three years, you'd think maybe once you would have met one <laughs> at some point, yeah, some point.
2: Yeah. At some point. It just seems you odd. Yeah. yeah. So I think those are those little small sitcom loopholes that you get yeah. sometimes. And, you know, obviously, <laughs> yeah. I'm sure we're going to talk about it a little further, but we can bring it up. Obviously, yeah. Jerry's dad made an appearance and his mom yeah. made an appearance in this episode. And obviously, yeah. um, the dad. make a change. <laughs> Um, after one episode with the father, they decided to make a change, which they, for the better, obviously, Mm -hmm. but, you know, maybe that's, that goes into, you know, and, and, you know, Elaine's dad was not always a overly semi-regular character anyway. So yeah, possible that, you know, if he wasn't in the area or, you know, they didn't go back home or they didn't go to visit, it's possible, but yeah, three years, yeah, seems like a little bit of a stretch for you not to have met uh, the father of your three yeah. you know, three year girlfriend. It seems right. a little strange, but yeah. So you know, we talk about fathers. I think it's a good transition to Morty Seinfeld. We get a, a chance to meet Morty mm-hmm. uh, for the first time. Although this was, uh, uh, you know, for for people who may have gotten into Seinfeld later on and watched past, you know, the the, the future episodes before the first couple of episodes. We're probably shell-shocked to see that uh, Morty Seinfeld was not who he appeared to be. So obviously yeah. everybody knows Morty as Barney Martin, who played the character for so many years and, and played it so well. Well, it was actually played uh, in this first episode by Phil Bruns, um, who seemed to be a little bit more of a level-headed character. And I guess uh, Larry David and Jerry Seinfeld wanted to move on from a different character's perspective yeah. and have a little bit more demonstrative uh, father. Uh, so they went and recast and I think they this is probably one of those instances where a recast for a character in a sitcom was probably a brilliant choice even though you're only talking about twenty or thirty episodes in the you know entire series run yeah he was it was the only time Jerry ever
1: <laughs> ever got good advice from his father. <laughs> <laughs> you know, He's like, "Why don't you just go down there and wait for her?" You know? Yeah. I'm like, "Wow, good advice from the dad."
2: Another thing that was funny was that they were staying there and they were sleeping on a pull-out couch. Yes. And Jerry Jerry mentioned, and I I talked about this last week of the depth perception of his apartment didn't have a yes. bedroom. Yes. He slept on that couch. He said that that's what his yes. bed was. So he was sleeping at Kramer's house, mm-hmm. which was interesting. Um, so that was, I, I guess I, I kind of forgot about that. This is an episode that I've yeah. really kind of forgotten about. I actually thought the,
1: about you while I was watching this episode, because
2: yeah. you said that his apartment
1: layout didn't make any sense.
2: Right. Because he didn't yeah. have a bed. He didn't. Yeah. His bathroom was right there and there wasn't any space where his bedroom yeah. would eventually become. So I don't know if, like, you know, he owns the the apartment. Maybe he says, I want to put a bedroom in. I don't know. But mm-hmm. at, at the initial outset, he's sleeping on his uh, pull-out couch, which, mm-hmm. you know, is kind of an interesting dilemma there for, a, yeah. you know, a guy like that.
1: Yeah. Um. So there were a couple of – um, there was – when we saw George in this episode, George sort of set the stage for the future – with his insistence that he could be an architect
2: yeah <laughs> i didn't realize that at first i mean i i, I didn't, yeah. you know obviously you watch all the seinfeld episodes in the future and you mm-hmm. you know the future seasons and you 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 always know about the architect and, and all that he mentions it multiple times mm-hmm. and then i i know i i guess i failed to realize that this was the first uh yeah. you know the first little uh you know, nugget that he laid out there. Of course, also Art Vandelay, the importer, yeah. although importer exporter yeah. in this episode here. Yeah. So that was also kind of fun too to see the groundwork of George's uh, scheming and conniving ways.
1: Um, and he he originally called him something else too. He called yeah. him Port-a-lay. Port-a-lay, yeah, yeah, which was odd. Well, but we had Clubback. You know, I love the importer exporter because that comes it up does. a lot.
2: It does. Yeah. Later on. Yeah. Um. Chris is back. How are you Chris, doing, Chris? Happened?
0: You made it. Um <laughs> my, my power went out. It's it's oh, been really? life, you know, where uh, my wife came in to say nine thirty. 30 uh, so oh, wow. Uh, I'm gonna be here or miss. So yeah, let me join you guys. Um uh, Craig, I may need you and Joe to solo do the next podcast because I only have a limited amount of power left. Yep. It, just, well, we'll I it. Yeah. it it happens. Yeah. Well, Laura, I was going to say, you know, we're were talking about George scheming. Do do you guys think that George and Jerry kind of freaked out a little bit too much by coming up with a backstory (laughs) at at the office? Yeah. Yes.
1: I mean, I think I mean, as a woman, I think um, the fact that a guy would have come up to me coming off the elevator and said, you know, I saw you the other night and I. I wanted to get to know you and I figured this was the best way to do it. I would have been, that's a nice, you know, meet cute kind of thing, you know? But of course we have to come up with a backstory. You know, we have to make make up names and appropriate names, you know, go through a whole list.
2: I like how she called him out though. Like, Oh, well, yeah. where does he work? What company does he work for? And, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so yeah. That was kind of funny that she quickly poked a hole through their little yeah. story there, which was funny. Uh, she's an attorney, so <laughs> it, right. Well, this is a you know this is pre cell phones and Facebook Ooh. and all that. So at the at the end of the day, you kind of wonder like other than calling the law office and asking, hey, do you have a yeah. woman that looks like brown hair, whatever. It probably was just so easy for him to just go down there, and that's probably, a, a, you know, it's it's New York. You probably don't even think much of it. If you're the woman, you probably think that's a cute gesture or something maybe.
0: Yeah. Well, I guess that's where I fault Jerry and Elaine. I mean, I mean Laura's right. I mean, I think go my Chris anti- comes
1: back Elaine. and goes back up against Elaine. Yeah, you're trying to just crush her today, aren't you?
0: Well, I can kind of fault both of them because, okay, you know, the relationship ended. They follow a lot, but they're still friendly enough to kind of hang out and be cool with each other. But at least, and they and ended up coming up with his code at the end, and that helped them out. But, you know, just be good with just saying, hey, you know, I, I'd like to express interest without going over top. They didn't have a conversation before. They had that conversation later, which really helped them out.
2: Yeah, that's true. I mean, you know, I think they were... You know, we were talking while you were out, uh, you know, how long their relationship may have lasted. Laura said Wikipedia, which obviously we don't know if that's a ultimate trustworthy uh, citation there. But maybe they had dated for three years. And, you know, it's it's possible. But I also kind of thought, like, it's New York. It's not like, you know, the settling down kind of place like rural America is. So maybe it's like a three years worth of casual dating. And maybe they never really ended up Thinking about getting serious as opposed to even marriage. So it's possible that maybe, you know, I think they liked each other and they they enjoyed each other's company. It's kind of like when you find someone and you click with them, but that you kind of click with them in a plutonic way, where it's, I mean, that's one of the jokes in his stand-up routine in this episode. But I think he kind of clicked with Elaine more as a as a couple a friend you know rather than a couple as far as an intimate relationship goes and i think you know that's also that was also tested you know in other episodes where you know the intimacy of their relationship was 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 pointed out or you know the faking it episode things like that and i i think maybe it's it's not impossible for them to never have discussed like their friendship how they were going to be and it's possible that yeah. You know, maybe when they were in the video store, maybe they were just kind of fresh off their relationship and and maybe they were still the wounds were not overly bad. So maybe they were still friendly and they're like, hey, you want to come to this party with me for my friend? You're still my friend. You know, we're still cordial with each other. And I guess maybe it kind of worked out that way to where, you know, they, they were still friendly and they had just broken up. So maybe they still hadn't really figured out the ground rules and they kind of laid the ground rules towards the end of the episode about how they were going to discuss being with other people or being attracted to other people while they had just come off a relationship.